0: You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius podcast. Well, if you have your sermon notes there this morning, we're continuing on in our series on the Holy Spirit as we have been, over the past few weeks, building a healthy theology and understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what He does in our lives. So, if you've missed the, four, the three sermons leading up to this then I would encourage you to go back and check those out because each one builds on the others, bringing us to what I want to talk with you about today. And what I've come to discover is that if someone does not know who the Holy Spirit is, being the third person in the Trinity, and if they're not aware of the help that He brings, then they're not open and responsive to His work for their lives. In other words, they do not take advantage of the help that the Holy Spirit desires to bring for their lives. They do not... Like, fully access all that's available to them. In John chapter 14, Jesus told his disciples before going to the cross, He says, Hey, guys, I'm leaving, but when I leave, I'm going to send the comforter to you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how that word comforter, our English word comforter, in the Greek text, the word there is actually parakletos, which means this one called alongside to help. So, who's the Holy Spirit? He's one who's called alongside us. To help us live out our faith life, so we don't, so we don't have to like do this on our own. We we have help, but if you don't understand who the Holy Spirit is, again, you don't take advantage of that. Just this past week, I was uh, actually last Monday, I traveled to Arkansas. My mom had. A total knee replacement. The good news news is, thank you for your prayers. She is doing well and recovering well. But while I was in Arkansas, I had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with my parents. Um, But one of the things I did while I was there, beyond caring for them, getting all the medications lined up and helping with PT, one of the things I did is I took the opportunity to coach my mom on her computer and how to use a computer. Sitting in their living room, they have a computer um, that's fully functioning sitting there all looking nice and pretty but they never they never turn it on i mean here's here's this great wealth of information here's this technology sitting in their living room and it's just there kind of looking nice now we bought it for them the family bought it for them some time ago thinking that they would use it yet they have this computer that they never they they never actually turn on and so I was there, I was trying to coach my mom a bit. Um, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. Staff's probably laughing right now because of how little I know about technology. So I'm trying to coach my mom on how to use this piece of technology. And they have this, again, this equipment in their room that has great ability, that has great potential. But because they don't know how to operate it and they're fearful of it, they don't take advantage of it. Are you following me? Oftentimes, I think that's what happens in relation to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, because maybe there's a fear of, or there's a lack of understanding of. Again, we don't fully take advantage of what's been made available to us. So the goal of this whole sermon series is to help you better know who the Holy Spirit is and how He works so that you can confidently uh, tap into the power that He brings to help you effectively live out your faith life. And what I'm confident of today is that just as the early disciples needed help, so we need help. Would you agree with that? Do you need help living like Jesus? Come on. Man, we all do. Do you need help doing what Jesus did? I mean, read the Gospels. What did Jesus do? He did some pretty miraculous stuff like opening blind eyes, healing the sick raising the dead do you need help doing what jesus did i would say the answer to that is absolutely yes so just as the early disciples needed help so we need help today and jesus sent the comforter the holy spirit to be that help to the disciples bringing that of supernatural gifts and abilities for their lives so what are the gifts that's what we want to talk about today what are the gifts of the holy spirit and how do they function in the life of the believer and in the church today. What I want to do is spend most of our time today talking about how the gifts function. Next week, we're going to kind of get into specifically what are the nine gifts, and I'm I'm going to work through the nine gifts, talking about how they practically work out. Now, as we think about the gifts of the Spirit, oftentimes I've heard them referred to as the spooky gifts. They're not the spooky gifts. Think of it like this. They are the practical gifts. Turn turn to your neighbor and say practical gifts. Go ahead and tell them. They're not spooky gifts. They're the practical gifts to do what? To help us, to help you and I effectively represent Jesus in our community uh, to the world that he's called us to. They're gifts to empower us to effectively live out Our faith life. So as we've discovered so far in this sermon series, the Holy Spirit indwells us to do this, to bring about the character of Jesus. When you accepted Christ as your Savior, the Scripture says the Holy Spirit came and took residence in your life. Paul says it like this, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, as you've probably discovered, living like Jesus in and of yourself is not possible. Would you agree with that? Nod your head if you agree with that. To live like Jesus all by yourself is not possible. What do we need? We need help. But one of the things that one of the roles the Holy Spirit plays is to bring about a transforming work in our lives. One of the roles of the Spirit is to bring about the character of Christ in our lives. And he does that through the fruit of the Spirit. So there's the nine gifts of the Spirit and there's also nine fruits of the Spirit. And Paul talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Listen to how the scripture reads. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the Holy Spirit helps us live like Jesus by producing these different fruits, the fruit of the Spirit, in our lives. But the work of the Spirit doesn't stop there. Oftentimes, that's where individuals stop. They stop with the fruit of the Spirit. And I would say the fruit of the Spirit is good, but let's not just stop there. There's actually more. There's also the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He, he supernaturally equips and empowers us for effective service through the gifts of the Spirit. By manifesting different supernatural abilities through our lives. So if you can think of it like this, the fruit of the Spirit is what's happening within us, transforming our character. And the gifts of the Spirit is what the Holy Spirit works through us to minister to others. Fruit of the Spirit is more about internal character, working out and who I'm becoming. The gifts of the Spirit is more about what's happening through me as I'm serving others. Now, we call these gifts supernatural or, or miraculous simply because of this. They're beyond our natural abilities. It's beyond what you can, can naturally do. Most of you are probably familiar with a fictional uh, superhero called Superman. How many of you are familiar with Superman. Why did we call him Superman? Because he could do what? Super things, right? Like he could leap over tall buildings. He could you uh, fly through the air i don 't know about you, but i 've not been flying through the air lately all by myself um, what we call him superman because at times this normal man would like you know go into the phone booth and transform and become Superman right, and he would have super. Abilities, that's why we called him Superman. Well, he, had a, he operated in abilities in the movies, the fictional movies. Uh, he operated in abilities that were beyond that which would be normal for human beings. Therefore, we called him, again, Superman. In the same way, the gifts of the Spirit that we're going to read about in First Corinthians chapter 12 are often referred to as supernatural because they're above and beyond that which is natural. Why? Because it's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of the third person of the Trinity manifesting miraculous abilities or gifts in our lives. So what are the gifts? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural abilities released through the life of the believer for this, for effective ministry to others. They're all about how do we help others. R.A. Torrey in his book on the Holy Spirit wrote these words. Listen to what he wrote. He says, the gifts of the Spirit are for service. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is not primarily intended to make believers happy, but to make them useful. It's not intended merely for the ecstasy of the individual believer, it's intended primarily for his efficiency and service. So one of the key roles, one of the key roles of the Holy Spirit is to manifest supernatural or miraculous abilities through our lives so that we can effectively help, serve and minister to others. So they're not so much for my benefit as they are for your benefit. They're not so much for our benefit as they are for the benefit of others. And the Apostle Paul identifies nine different gifts of the Spirit and how they function in his letter to the Church of Corinth. Now it would seem as we look to our text this morning, it seems that there was a bit of confusion playing out in the Church of Corinth concerning the work of the Holy Spirit. Paul actually takes two chapters here to talk about how the Holy Spirit functions in the life of a believer and in the church today. And in this, he begins to unpack what we're going to discover as the nine gifts of the Spirit, the nine miraculous gifts, and how they function in the church and the life of the believer today. So if you have your Bible, look with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The text is going to be on the screen as well if you want to follow along. But Paul wrote these words. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or the other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit, different kinds of service, but the same Lord, there's different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them In all men. Notice verse seven Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given, notice for the common good. The one there is given through the Spirit, the message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now notice, if you look back to verse 1, Paul begins by saying, Brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. In other words, I want you to have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. I want you to have an understanding of how the Holy Spirit functions and how the gifts work out, the supernatural gifts work out in the life of a believer. Interesting, and we'll get into a little bit of this, but if you look on over into chapter 14, Paul further talks about or unpacks, if you will, how the gifts should function in the body, in the church today. But what's interesting is he says in a couple different places that we should eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Now, we won't be ignorant of, but eagerly desire. In other words, be open to, be open and responsive to what the Spirit would want to do in, in your life. Now, we don't chase after the gifts. We should pursue the Holy Spirit, but we should be open to how the Spirit would want to manifest the miraculous The supernatural in and through our lives. Now next week, as I said earlier, I'll talk about each of these gifts and give definitions to them. But this morning, what I want to just kind of focus in on is what's the purpose? What's the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit? What's the purpose and how, how do they function? So let me give you five statements they are right there in your notes this morning. The first is this. The purpose of the miraculous gifts is to bring about God's work of encouraging, edifying, and building up believers through supernatural means. Through means that are beyond that which is natural. If you look back to verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, the scripture says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given... For the common good. Some scripture versions actually say for the profit of all. So the Holy Spirit gives gifts, supernatural abilities, what? For the profit, for the benefit of everyone. So why does does the Spirit give us gifts? So that these gifts can be released in such a way that serves others, that helps others. He gives us gifts so that we can do this, so that we can be a blessing to others. Notice also that these gifts are given to each one. Say each one with me. He's not saying they're given just to a few. They're not given just to those who are more spiritual than the rest of us, right? But notice Paul says to each one. Each one means like everyone, right? Each one means like everyone in the room. If you've received Christ as your Savior and you're walking in the fullness of the Spirit, then there's the possibility, the potential, that you are one of the each one that the Scripture's talking about. That the Holy Spirit would want to bring about one of these supernatural abilities in and through your life. So what? He's manifesting it through you. So if you could think of it like this, you're the conduit that it flows through that the Holy Spirit works that of His work in and through your life. So, the, so the, the gifts are not so much for your benefit, they're for the benefit of others. So the Holy Spirit chooses to bring a supernatural ability through your life so that someone else can benefit from it for the good of, for the good of others. Just a, a quick example of this about, I don't know, I lose track of time, a few weeks ago, I was driving down the interstate, and, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was this individual's name that kind of popped into my mind. I mean, like it was, it was a strong impression about an individual. Even in my mind, I, I saw their face. How many of you ha- have had that experience? You, not just you, you think of someone's name, but you actually kind of see their face. Now, I've been walking with Jesus long enough to know when that happens, I need to take action. When that happens, I need to step into that opportunity. So uh, on my phone, I have all of these names. I mean, if you're here in our database, I have your information in my phone. And so I, uh, forgive me, I I did this while I was driving down the interstate. Uh, I looked up their name, got their phone number, um, gave them a call, and sure enough, they were in a place of crisis. And in that moment, I was able to share a scripture with them, share encouragement with them, and pray for them. Now, listen, you you probably know this already, but I'm not that smart and I'm not that good. When I think about trying to pastor 4,000 plus people, and that's that's our Grace Covenant family, 4,000 plus people. When I think about trying to give pastoral care to that many people in and of myself, listen, I can't keep up with everyone. I can't track everyone. I don't know what's happening in everyone's life. So what do I do? I depend on the Holy Spirit, the work in my life. That's what I would call, and we'll talk about this more next week. I would call, in that moment, the Holy Spirit gave me a word of knowledge. In other words, I had knowledge about something beforehand that I would not have knowledge of. The Holy Spirit brought understanding. I stepped into it, and i got to be a part of helping someone. Not because I'm good, not because I'm smart, simply because I, I sensed the prompting of the Holy Spirit and I stepped into that. And I was able to edify, to encourage. Again, what's the purpose of the gifts? To help us help others, really simple. To help me in a, in a way that's beyond my ability to lift someone else, to encourage someone else, to serve someone else. So the purpose of the gifts is about God's work through our lives, To help others. Here's a second truth that you need to understand. Miraculous gifts are sometimes controversial because of the potential for sensationalism and exploitation. Listen, here it is really simple people do weird things and they blame it on the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you've been in Pentecostal churches at any time at all, you've seen this and experienced this. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Since the day I was born, all I've ever known is I've been a part of a group of believers that would identify with what happened in Acts chapter 2. And in my 55 years, I can tell you, I've seen some weird things blamed on the Holy Spirit. This is what I can tell you. When we talk about the supernatural, there will always be those who take advantage of it for their personal gain. It is what it is. How many of you know we're a church full of flawed people? Come on, can I get an amen out of that? And sometimes we are operating more out of our flesh than we are being led by the Spirit. Can I get an amen on that? You've seen it, I've seen it. Listen, people will do weird things and blame it on the Holy Spirit. What we don't want to do, friends, and oftentimes this is what happens, oftentimes people throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Oh, I saw this weird happening, therefore I don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit and the supernatural, the gifts, the miraculous. In other words, because we have a negative experience, we base every other experience on that negative experience and we close our lives to what the Holy Spirit might want to do. We don't want to do that. Listen, just understand, at times... At times people are going to do weird things and they're going to blame it on the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul gives us this advice, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. See, we have that. This is what he wrote. He says, do not put out the Spirit's fire. In other words, don't shut down the Spirit's work. Can I get an amen on that? Don't shut down the Spirit's work. He says, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Notice this, though, he says, test everything. Hold on to the good. So just because someone says they have the word from the Lord doesn't mean they always have a word from the Lord. Maybe they had too much pizza the night before. I don't know. Listen, every time someone tells me they have a word from the Lord for me, I take that word from the Lord and I put it on the shelf. I don't just throw it out the door. I put it on the shelf. If if it's truly the Lord, he's going to confirm that in my life. I don't have to go out and make it happen. The scripture says test everything. But don't shut down the Spirit's work just because somebody got weird and, and blamed it on the Holy Spirit. So just be aware of that. Sometimes the miraculous gifts can be controversial and people do crazy things with them. Now here's a third truth you need to understand about the miraculous gifts. It's this. Miraculous gifts are manifested by the Holy Spirit through individuals as He determines, supernaturally enabling Christ followers to accomplish His work. If you look back to verse 11, the scripture says, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, says all of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Notice that, just as he determines. So two statements from this verse I want you to to recognize. First, again, he gives to each one, not just a select few. So again, if you're walking Surrender to Christ, full of the Holy Spirit, then you are one of the each one. In other words, the Holy Spirit might want to encounter you and do something in and through your life that would bless, serve, or help someone else. And it's beyond your natural ability. What, what do we call it? We call it supernatural. It's miraculous. He gives to each one. And notice, the scripture says that he gives gifts just as he determines. Now here's one of the flaws oftentimes that people fall into when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit is they think that one individual has a gift and they live in that gift for the rest of their life. For example, let's say Dana has the gift of a word of knowledge and he lives in that gift the rest of his life. And that's not what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that the Holy Spirit brings the gift, so if it's a word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit brings the word of knowledge to Dana at a specific time for a specific purpose to help someone in a point and place of need. Dana doesn't live in that gifting 24-7. But in that moment, in that time, the Holy Spirit brings that gift to Dana and works through Dana in a supernatural way. It's kind of like in my life. Listen, the way God's wired me, a part of my gift mix is I have the gift of leadership. Just the way God, I mean, I I didn't pick that. God just put that in my DNA. And I live 24-7 in a gift of leadership. And if I were to talk with you, I could find out what some of your gifts are. I know Chris's gift is a gift of exhortation. Listen, if you want to be exhorted and encouraged, just hang out with Chris. And you'll feel better, like in five minutes, you'll feel better about yourself and your life. Why? Because he has a gift of encouragement. He lives in that 24-7. The difference between like a gift of encouragement, a gift of leadership, as to the supernatural ability is I don't live in the supernatural ability. As I look at the nine gifts of the Spirit in my faith walk, I have had the Holy Spirit manifest all of the nine different gifts in my life at different times and different places for different means, but I don't live in any of the gifts. Does that makes sense? Are you tracking with me? Or am I just stirring up muddy water? You shake your head if I, if you. So the Holy Spirit brings as He determines. So who knows? Maybe you're at school one day, and all of a sudden you, you just have this Holy Spirit prompting that you need to go and and share a word of encouragement with someone. Oftentimes we call that a word of encouragement. We could also call it a, a prophetic word. But you just out on the playground. You know, you're out there with some some other friends and students, and you feel this. pride and you you step. Oh, the Holy Spirit as He determines drop something in you to help someone else or, or maybe maybe you're you're at work and there's someone who's who you knows not well and the holy spirit stirs something within you could it be a gift of faith and you step into that and you pray for someone and god does something miraculous in their physical body not because you're great not because you have the ability to heal someone no it's the holy spirit working through your life to help someone else for the profit for the benefit for the benefit of others. Oh, God, i got to move quick. Let me give you these last two statements. Miraculous gifts are not just for corporate gatherings, but for everyday supernatural living that we might be a blessing to others. You Who, know, Growing up in a Pentecostal church, my upbringing, somehow I come up with this, um, this wrong theology that the gifts, the nine gifts of the Spirit, were just for our corporate gatherings on Sunday morning. So I took the nine gifts of the Spirit and I limited them to one hour, one day a week. Are you with me? I thought, wow, the gifts of the Spirit, they're great, but it can only happen in the church building. But as I have come to a proper understanding, and as I've kind of grown up and matured in my understanding of Scripture, what I've come to understand is the gifts of the Spirit are, are really to help us practically live out the faith. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, like in the workplace, in the school, wherever life would take you. In other words, they're not just for our corporate worship. Should they should they happen in our corporate times of worship? I, I would say yes. But again, think about this. They are practical gifts. It's the practical way the Holy Spirit works through your life in a supernatural way, again, to be a blessing to others. Again, not the spooky gifts. They're the practical gifts. Here's the last statement. The final truth that I want you to know in relation to the gifts of the Spirit is this. Love should be our guide as we eagerly desire to operate in the miraculous gifts. What's our guide? I'm going to ask you again because some of you got it. Some of you are almost there. What's our guide? It's love. What should guide us as we're Eagerly desiring spiritual gifts, what should guide us as we're seeking to bring, as we're seeking to be open to the Holy Spirit manifesting miraculous things through our lives? It should be love. You know, what's interesting, if you look at the, the, the broader context of what's of what Paul's uh, writing here to the church of Corinth, what's interesting is First Corinthians chapter twelve talks about the gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians chapter fourteen talks about how the gifts function in the church for the believer today. Notice what's sandwiched in between chapter twelve and chapter fourteen. It's a chapter that's all about love. Paul says this is this, this is what this is what it love looks like. Matter of fact, listen as I read the end of chapter twelve and the first few verses of chapter thirteen. Paul says, now I'm going to show you the most excellent way. What's the most excellent way? The most excellent way, he's getting ready to tell us, is the way of love. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. So should we be open and responsive to the supernatural way the Holy Spirit would want to work through our lives, manifesting one of the different nine gifts i would say absolutely don't be afraid of that be open and responsive stepping into that but friends love must always be our guide so 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 what does what does love do love works for the good of others love builds others up it doesn't tear people down love is patient and kind it's not self-seeking Love doesn't misuse the gifts or manipulate the gifts, but rather it allows the gifts to function for the good of others. Again, each of us, Paul says, should eagerly desire and be open to the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, how He would want to manifest those in our lives. But love should be our guide. Love should be our guide as we're fully open and responsive. Listen, if we're going to love like Jesus loved, And if we're going to do what Jesus did, then we need the very power that Jesus had. How did Jesus do the miraculous? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. He came out of the wilderness after being tempted by the enemy. Forty days of fast. And the scripture says he came out of the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. See, it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to live and operate supernaturally representing Jesus to our world so the miraculous gifts are are given by the Holy Spirit to supernaturally enable us to edify others what are the gifts all about it's about helping others the gifts of the Spirit are to help us live missionally effective and the gifts of the Spirit are to help us to glorify the Father So the gifts are not just about making us feel good or making us feel more spiritual. Again, the gifts of the Spirit are all about allowing God by His power through the Spirit to work through our lives. So may we be open and responsive to the Holy Spirit's work so that He can manifest the gifts, the different gifts, as He would determine that we would have need of in our lives. Even beyond being open to, as Paul wrote to the church of Corinth, may, may we eagerly desire. Eagerly desire meaning this, Holy Spirit, I'm a candidate. Holy Spirit, I'm available. If, if you would want to work through my life in a supernatural way, a miraculous way, if be, I, I'm, I'm willing. I'm available. I mean, that's the posture, that's the position that we want to take. Because again, listen, you, you can't love like Jesus loved all by yourself. You can't do what Jesus did all by yourself. What do you need? You need what I need. Help. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask our prayer teams. It's the first time in over a year that we've been able to have our prayer teams come forward. But we're going to have prayer teams as we wrap the service up today. Individuals excuse me who are available to pray with you to pray for you if you're here today and you would just say hey i have a need in my life listen one of the things that i i pray for and i talk with our altar teams about listen operate in the gifts of the spirit Where, where should the gifts function i think they should function here not in a spooky way but in a practical way we're what? We're living naturally, supernatural. Why? Because the Spirit of the living God, come on, the third person, the Trinity's where? He's in me, he's in you. And we have prayer teams available this morning. If you have a, a need, a physical need, financial need, relational need, or if you're here today and you would just say, man, I want to I walk in the fullness of the Spirit in my life, I want to take full advantage of all that God has for me. And we have leaders, again, available just to pray over you, pray for you this morning. So as the service concludes, if you need prayer, please make your way to the front to talk with one of these leaders and give them that opportunity just to pray God's Word over your life. But as I wrap this up this morning, I, I do want to leave you with a question and a challenge, and I want to pray for you about that. If you're here today and you would simply say, I want to be a candidate. For the Holy Spirit to work the supernatural through my life. Again, not in a weird way. But just in a really natural way. What? Of, of the Spirit of God working through us. If you're here today and you would just say, I, I want to be a candidate. Again, we're not manipulating. We're not making things happen. We don't want to we don't want to get into that weirdness. But we simply want to be available to a God who works supernaturally. And to say, God, do it in my life. So... so I just want to pray for you today. If you're here today and you would say, that's me, I'm a candidate. I'm a willing candidate. Holy Spirit, work in my life and through my life. Would you just raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you and for you. For those watching online, man, for you too. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you today that you're no respecter of individuals. I thank you today that what you did, you're still doing. Who you were, you still are. What happened in the book of Acts chapter 2 is still happening today. Lord, not in a weird way, not in an outlandish way, but God, just really, us living naturally supernatural. So, Lord, today, I know I have my hand lifted. I need you every day. I need your work in my life. And, Lord, I know a lot of my friends today here, those watching online, have hands lifted. God, we're simply saying we're candidates. We're willing. We're available for you to work out of your supernatural work in and through our lives, even this week. To bring one of these gifts. Holy Spirit, if you would determine, and as you desire, that we might be able to help someone else. That we might be able to encourage someone else. That we might be able to lift someone else. Holy Spirit, we're simply saying, here we are. Flow through us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, Visit us at gracecovenant.org.